there, Jen here from Mental Armor. Now, welcome to episode three of my podcast. And today we're going to go through the seven simple and easy ways to start developing more resilience in your life. Today's episode is building off yesterday's where we looked at what resilience is and some of the myths that surround it. So if you haven't had the opportunity yet, make sure you go back and check it out. Make sure you have a thorough understanding of exactly what resilience is before diving into seven ways that you can start building it in your life and how that looks. So the first key step to developing resilience and navigating your life with strength is number one, understand it. And it might sound a little bit weird because you might go, well, I already understand resilience, but it's for more an understanding it from a life perspective. Remember that struggling in life is natural. And what actually matters is how we respond to it. So the struggle itself isn't what matters, it's the way we respond. And responding with resilience and developing our resilience can strengthen our motivation, can increase your leadership skills, it can increase self-awareness, and it can help you accept the truths of challenges that life throws your way. So really wrap your head around what resilience is and understand that struggling is normal and natural and how we respond is what actually matters. The second step is develop emotional regulation. Now remember, we cannot control external circumstances. Going back to my first episode where I was talking about this shift in my mind that I had that I suddenly went, oh, I can't control what's happening around me, but I can control how I respond to it. So that's what the emotional regulation is about. We can't control our situation, but we can control our reaction to things that we don't have control over. And there are a couple of easy ways to do this. So firstly, reframe the situation. Look at it objectively. Remove emotion from the situation and observe it completely objectively. Go, what is going on here? What are the facts about the situation and what does it mean? The second step is allow any negative emotions. Remember that all emotions are valid. So much of the time we get caught up in this, I must be happy, I have to be happy all the time. And this can be detrimental to our well-being, to our health, to our mental health, because we spend so much time focusing on having to be happy that we don't allow ourselves to have negative emotions. Negative emotions can help us learn and can help us understand what's going on in our lives. And if we constantly push these negative emotions aside, it's unhealthy and they will slowly build up just as if you shove bubbles into a soft drink bottle, eventually it gets too many bubbles and you shake it up and it explodes everywhere. So addressing your negative emotions, allowing them to happen helps you develop control and regulation over your emotions. Thirdly, start to introduce mindfulness into your day-to-day life. And this doesn't have to be excessively long mindfulness practices or meditation. It just encourages non-judgmental awareness. So as you're going about your daily life, even if it's as you're just doing the dishes, start by paying attention to what's going on around you. Pay attention to how you're feeling and what your mind and your body is trying to tell you and be present and mindful in that moment. 
And the fourth step to developing emotional regulation is increase positive emotions. So you can allow negative emotions, but you can also increase the positive emotions. So give yourself permission to do enjoyable activities that help boost your mood and help you feel really good. So whether that be um, going for a dance or watching a movie or hanging out with friends, whatever that looks like for you, do something that helps you feel good and is enjoyable for you. Now, the third major step to developing resilience in your life is take responsibility. Quite often we like to shove responsibility off to someone else, but taking responsibility over our reactions and over ourselves is a big step to taking control over our lives. So we have the power to control our reactions and we also have the power to control the next action we take. And what this means is you can learn from previous experiences and use those experiences to inform future actions. So get curious with yourself and do this non-judgmentally. Don't judge yourself in what you get curious with. Ask yourself a couple of questions non-judgmentally and objectively and say, hey, what can I have done differently here? If this is a challenging situation or something didn't go quite right, what could I have done differently? And what can I learn from this? And after that, Learn to forgive others and forgive yourself. If you hold on to this anger or guilt or frustration with someone else or with yourself, then you're going to be stuck in this negative, awful, toxic cycle of constantly living in hatred and cynicism. So forgive others and forgive yourself and take responsibility for your own actions. Now the fourth point in developing resilience is build community. Social support and community is incredibly beneficial for our mental health, our physical health. It improves longevity and our sense of well-being as a whole. And community is a catalyst for a meaningful life. So take a moment to reflect and see what can you do with your community to build a sense of connection? Can you do some volunteering? Can you enter into a sports club? Whatever that looks like for you, do something that is right for you. Um, do something that feels good and something that feeds your soul and makes you feel positive in your community and like you're contributing and they are helping you back. The fifth thing you can do is strengthen your relationship with yourself. And this comes back to self-care and self-talk. So when I say self-care, a lot of the time people jump to, oh, I need to go have a three hour long massage or have a bubbly bath or do something really exuberant and quite out there. But self-care doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be a task. Basic self-care is looking at, are you eating, sleeping and bathing well? Are you taking care of the basics? Are you looking after your body so that it can look after you. And start with integrating small but very intentional actions to take care of yourself. Do you need to sit down and have a cup of tea? Do you need a moment to rest? Have you actually had a shower today? Have you eaten yet? All of these little things can start to niggle away at our ability to cope with things that life throws at us. So looking after our very basics can help us tackle the world with strength. And once you start taking care of yourself, this will actually change the way you look at yourself. 
So take the time to look after you so that you get that back and you, your, your mind and your body can look after you when you need it and you can look after your mind and your body to help fight any difficulties and challenges that come your way. And self-talk is a very important way of doing this. We get caught in this moment of, um, if I tell myself I'm terrible at everything, then that's gonna motivate me to keep going and improve. This isn't the case. There's actually been a whole body of research that says that negative self-talk is not a motivator. Negative self-talk actually just makes us feel really terrible in our daily life. And if we start feeding ourselves words of kindness instead of words of criticism, then our minds and our mental health flourishes in response. We feed ourselves with kindness and care so that when we come across challenges, it's not because, oh, you're terrible, everything sucks. It's, okay, something is going on around me. This is okay, what can I do? And how can I respond to this? And one amazing challenge that I gave myself a little while ago, and this made the world of difference to me, is challenge yourself to say, I love myself, or I love me, in the mirror three times a day. Now this isn't conceited, this isn't stuck up, this isn't selfish, and it's really not narcissistic. This is just you saying to yourself, I love me. And when you start doing this every single day, you will notice there is a shift in the way you feel about yourself, a shift in your ability to feel strength in any moment. And at that point, you again start to look after you. The suit of armor around your mind, your ability to protect yourself is so much stronger because you do it from a place of caring, not a place of criticism. So remember, positive self-talk is not conceited and negative self-talk is not a good motivator. The sixth thing you can do to boost your resilience is exercise. We've heard it time and time and time again. Exercise is fantastic, but rarely do we actually understand why. Now, exercise teaches your brain to respond to stress differently. If so when you're stressed, your body enters this fight or flight situation and it gets all pent up and you have all of these negative hormones and chemicals running through your body and your body doesn't know how to deal with that. So the stress builds up and it builds up and it builds up and you feel worse and everything gets really terrible and difficult. Exercising releases that. Exercising is letting your body go through the fight and flight process and release those chemicals, release those emotions so you can manage your stress and you can deal with the situations that life throws at you. So exercise is a natural antidepressant. It helps you manage your mood and boost your mood so that things don't seem so terrible. It helps to reduce and ease anxiety so it calms you down and settles you. It reduces stress by being a positive outlet to that fight and flight system I was talking about. And it reduces, it, sorry, it increases feelings of self-worth and confidence. Once you start exercising, your body, it creates this positive feedback pathway and you start to feel really good about yourself. And finally, the seventh thing you can do to develop your resilience is challenge yourself. 
If you want your life to look differently, then you're going to have to take positive action to bring that about. Change doesn't happen without action. First, you need to be willing for change to happen. And then comes the action. If you're willing to make the actions and the changes in your life, then you're halfway there already. Just being willing and being prepared to change these things is half of the battle. So set yourself goals, live according to your values and do something every day, every single day that pushes you out of your comfort zone. Because growth doesn't happen in your comfort zone. Everything that pushes you out of your comfort zone, that is where growth happens. That is where you develop. That is where you get strong. And that is where you start to increase resilience so that no matter what life throws at you, you can challenge it head on and you can deal with it and suddenly things aren't so bad anymore. So thank you for joining me as I went through the seven skills that you need to walk through your life with strength. Now this comes from my ebook of the ultimate guide to unbeatable resilience and applying just these seven techniques are a great way to start to bring resilience and strength into your life so that you can challenge anything that comes your way. So thank you, so thank you for joining today's podcast episode and I look forward to joining you tomorrow with the next one. See ya.